Black Girl Roundtable. I didn't think about how I was going to start this before we did it. We'll be normal. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Roundtable. My name is Dana. I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. Ooh, it came to me just as we were talking. Remember how they used to start at church, at least at Bethel, when you like would open up? I'm nervous about what you have to say. Into this place. <laughs> Please get off my computer. And we lift our hearts and we offer up this praise to the Lord. Gotta hit that slow vibrato. Oh, not you singing that before we talk about blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I gotta pray for these seasons. <laughs> I we didn't do that at my church, but going to like my grandmother's church, which is Baptist. I'm hearing that Bethel AME. It is absolutely my grandmother's church. Yeah, come on with the American. Uh, was it African Methodist Episcopal? African Methodist Episcopal, heavy on the African because it's mm. black. It's okay. blackity black. Girls, Ebony's or Amy here in uh, Maryland. Okay, that yeah, sounds I'm... like an old ass black church. Ebony's, <laughs> Ebony's or Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a biblical name? I always think like Ebony's or Screw. That not facts. Premier churches here in the uh, Prince George's <sighs> County area. It's very famous. You know what I'm saying. With uh, a yeah. name like Ebenezer AME, you bet Ebenezer me. AME. You ought to be a staple in the black community where you are. And those who know, if you, um, you know the video the, or the songs like, if you are alive, everybody wave your hands when the devil says no. That was at Ebenezer. That was recorded okay. at Ebenezer. I would have liked Ebenezer. Like, so you. If you ever want to have like a good time, a good time on a New Year's Eve service, Ooh. go to Ebenezer. You know they, what? I have heard of Ebenezer. I've heard about their their music ministry specifically. Yes. You are you are correct. Yes. And so that 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 viral sound, everyone, that was taking place at Ooh. Ebenezer AME. Yeah, y'all. And my and I remember I saw a video of the actual like recording of it. It's like like when people do like, oh, where'd that sound come from? And I look in the audience. And I'm like, in the the praise dancers were were in there. So I'm looking at the praise dancers. I'm like, is that my auntie? That's my aunt Sandy. I love when they identify the um the the origin of the sound. You know that one that's going viral right now, where the lady's like, oh my god, oh my god. I saw the original video, and you know it was because her wig fell off. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Honestly, fair. Uh, well, joke. Um, okay. So moving on to some not so joyous news. We'll start low and we'll we'll get higher as we go, transition into what's trending. Um, let's talk about this fuck ass state that I live in. Hopefully not for much longer. Um, which is the not so great state of Florida. So I will try to be as like brief and concise with this as I can because there's a lot of shit that has been signed recently. Um, so I think it's, it's been no secret, no kind of 
hidden thing that there's been a lot of shitty legislation being passed in the state of Florida. Um, and a lot of it is either just recently being signed to go into fruition this fall or things that have been signed that will go into fruition um, this summer. So um, a couple months ago, Ron DeSantis signed into effect a law that will make permitless carry legal in the state of Florida. And so that goes into effect in July. Um, in addition to that, there has been legislation signed that essentially um, makes it illegal for trans kids to essentially exist and um, parents of children who seek gender affirming care or who even kind of entertain the idea or more information into any form of gender affirming care. And that can be hormones, it can be surgical, anything of that nature can be jailed and those students will, those students, those children will be transitioned over to the state. Um, their teachers, um, any type of other public officials who also have that insight um, can also be arrested and severely fined. Um, and then most recently, that horrible diversity, equity, inclusion bill that impacts majors like African-American studies, um, African-American history, women and gender studies, queer studies, um, and makes those majors and those programs, including Divine Nine, Greek Life, um, Black Student Union, Queer Student Union, anything like that, um, that bill was signed into law and will defund all of those programs. Um, this also potentially puts in jeopardy programs that um, encourage the diversification of public institutions in the state of Florida. And so there are lots of programs throughout the state which target um, first-generation and low-income students, which are predominantly Black and Brown. And if an evaluation team appointed by the governor finds that those programs are too focused in DEI, they will also be defunded, which will significantly decrease the amount of black and brown students that attend these institutions um, and specifically our HBCUs in the state of Florida, particularly FAMU are in a very difficult situation now. So a lot of information, a lot of reflection. I don't think we have to talk about how we feel about it. I think we've been pretty blatant with that, but I think a good place for us to start this conversation would be kind of like, what do we do from here as people who care about these communities that are being impacted as HBCU educated people who are not wealthy, but also are doing okay, knock on wood and all means in life. Like what do we do from here to, to move forward? Um, one, this is, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, you can't do much, but you can do something, I think. Um, it does feel like you do start to get apathetic, I think, when it comes to stuff like this, because you feel as though, like, I don't live in that state, the white people there are very racist, what more can people over there do? Like, you can get very apathetic very easily because it seems so bleak. Um, but there are things that, that we can do. Um, one, we can provide funding, we can actually crowdfund uh, for places such as FAMU, just because it's not government funded does not mean that it cannot be publicly funded. Or nonprofits that support these uh, these different um, causes that you know support DEI work, that you know support um, trans kids work, or, you know, relocating families 
in the safest way possible for them to be able to have reaffirming care, to not be persecuted in their schools. If you know organizations, grassroots organizations, nonprofits that support this work, um, I would say seek them out, do your research, vet them, and then support. Not only with your money, but with your time, um, with your promotion. Make sure that you're putting them on your socials. Um, make sure that you're, you know, letting your friends and your families know um, what's going on. So just, you know, that that is the biggest thing we can do is to just, you know, if the government won't do it, the people have to. Um, unfortunately, until we get these people out. Now in Florida, that's, that's a little bit harder because a lot of people in Florida, they don't mind their students being stupid. I, and, and, or I, I shouldn't say stupid. They don't mind their students being so uneducated on topics because they, they, they like the group thinking of racism. They like the un like they they don't want their students to have an open mind about races or to know the full story of something because then it shows their and their families sometimes direct a lot of times direct portion direct part um in these atrocities. Yeah, I now that I'm live here, I will say that the. The thing about Florida, which is like, Florida is a really interesting case study for, I think, the entire country, right? And so what a lot of people don't realize is that up until maybe about like one or two elections ago, I'll say probably until right before Trump, Florida was considered a swing state. And Florida was a really good place where you can kind of like get an understanding of how like the political tide in the United States is changing and how the Republican Party really is the majority is is becoming the the minority at a rapid rate and they can't handle mm-hmm. that um now granted this is not a an overwhelming glowing review of the democratic party but you know it's just some people are just so egregiously racist like i just can't um and i think florida is also a really good case study on what happens when people like ronda santis and and the florida republican party the florida gop know the system and they know how to work it the state is gerrymandered like shit. When I look at the the voting facility that I even go to from when I lived in one zip code in the city versus when I lived in another, like it is a stark difference in space and and care and the essentially like for lack of a better term, like the customer service I receive when I go to vote. Um, and so people should just be really mindful because it is, it's so easy for it to creep up into your area. Like it's, it's not even funny. Um, as far as what we can do, I think what Asha said specifically about crowdfunding is going to be really important and is, this is not me, you know, pot calling kettle black. I think I certainly could do better on this, but I think social media has made us very, made us like very quick to just hit repost, hit like to amplify the message. And then we never actually open up our wallets. We never actually come up off of five or $10 to, to do something. And so specifically for, you know, black and brown and undocumented communities within Florida, I think it's really important to, for us to come up off of some money. Like it was just, when you see people struggling, when you see students trying to get the resources to transfer, when you see people trying to to leave the state or a political candidate that could really make some change, like 
if it's $5 here, $10 here, one less trip to Starbucks, one less anything, like those of us who have means, even if it's not the most means, we need to do better about pouring into our communities to see the changes that we want to see. Because I don't think it's fair for us to, yes, we can be critical of those who hoard wealth, but we're not much better than them if we won't even come up off of money that does not make a huge difference in our everyday lives. Um, It's something that I need to do better about for sure. So I'm just, I want to call us all to the carpet in, in making that effort. And maybe now that this is such a, a, a dire, I mean, it's always been dire, but now that it's very much like right here in our faces, here we yeah. are, this is not hypothetical. Um, we do something as a podcast just to say like, hey, we've come up with these resources. We've talked to these people. We have somebody from FAMU. We have somebody from grassroots organizations um, who's like actively boots on the ground doing the work. We have them and say like, what? What can we, people who do not live in Florida, but who care, or people who live in Florida, for our Florida listeners, who care, what can we do? What is the most helpful? Because I think one thing we also need to make sure that we're doing is listening to the people like Dana, listen to the people who are directly affected by this and not just like talk to people who are experts in this, but talk to the people who are like actually yeah. going through it. Because there's they they know what they need and they know like what is happening um, in their state in their towns in their schools um, in their institutions. So yeah, um, let's let's help them do the work. This can't be the end. This can't. This is not defeat. This is just um, making the the battle a little bit uh, harder. Yeah, the state will start to crumble. It's already happening. And so I will say all of those things that you're seeing on TikTok about food and and produce and things rotting in the fields, construction sites being empty, um, certain parts of the cities, certain parts of the state shutting down, it's all 100% true. Um, I have not seen just some of those things that we take for granted, um, specifically that are Um, you know, immigrant and or undocumented communities tend to take care of specifically in the Latino community. And I want to make sure I acknowledge that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I say Latino, I do also want to mean that I include um, our, our, or rather Latino and Hispanic thinking about our our Haitian community Mm -hmm. as well, because that's also very prominent in Florida. Um, These sites are empty. All the construction, there was a lot of construction going on in Tallahassee. I've seen like two construction workers as opposed to like the 30 I would see on my drives every day. Landscaping in the city is not happening. Um, I ain't seen none of that. Um, Local produce farmers and things like that have a lot of supply that they're trying to get rid of because they can't pick it fast enough. They can't move it fast enough. And something that we've always known is that a lot of people think that they are above these jobs or even people looking for work. Um, don't want to do this work. Um, they've kind of, and, or they don't, they won't be willing to accept the, the pay rates that unfortunately these business owners get away with paying people Mm. within these communities. So the, the state's going to feel the crunch. Um, I would suggest if you're vacationing in the area or had plans to vacation in Florida in summer, don't number one, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a mess infrastructure wise. And number two, don't give the state any more money. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, like Asha said, you know, open up your wallets and let's let's help the people who need to 
need the help to get out of here and, and figure out what they're going to do next or or who needs help figuring out how they're going to batten down the hatches, do that. I was going to say, just to kind of wrap things up, I will also say for those of us who have the knowledge to actually pass it on to folks at this point, mm-hmm. because yes, we all have access to things in our hands, but for some folks, they just don't know what, what are we looking for? What, what am I supposed to be knowing? So even just imparting what some of this stuff means, like gender affirming care is not just for trans kids or trans mm-hmm. people. Like mm-hmm. it, it is a wide variety of people. These things can help. So think of all of the people who are impacted by these decisions same thing with all of the things that are going on at the universities like it is not just impacting one group of people like trying to explain to folks like the larger impact on like data said the government and whatnot is crumbling down there so what does this really mean and what precedence does this set for the rest of us yeah because like if you let it happen there who's to say it's not gonna spread you know to these other southern states or whatever state so it's like just this is not an isolated incident, so we need to be proactive now and try to, you know, stop all of this from really turning into a shit show. Even more of a shit show than it it's, is. It's it is a soft launch for for Ron DeSantis's presidential bid. And I know exactly. he has not said that publicly as far as like on larger platforms that you may have access to if you don't live in the state of Florida. But as somebody who literally who literally lives up the street from Ron, he be <laughs> talking that shit down here. Exactly. Um, so and and the way that and people I think are taking comfort in the fact that he's polling so low right now and he's polling below Trump. Number one, I want you to think about how low Donald Trump was polling before was he became the nomination. That's number one. And number two, even though yes, we want these indictments and these criminal charges to be brought up against Donald Trump, but in the event that Donald Trump is convicted of a crime and he can no longer run for president. Ron is up next, mm-hmm. and these motherfuckers will elect him. They will. They and that's will. that. And the way he has passed policy so quickly in Florida should scare all of you. Mm-hmm. It should terrify all of you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's just think thinking about it is you know. Um, I don't. I don't want people to be scared to whether you can't do anything, but I want you to be alarmed enough to do. We want you to be alarmed enough to do something. Yeah, we want you to be like, oh, like, and I think we had last episode, we had that long um talk about like um, black women's uh, how we can be better allies. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ways that we be better allies. Yeah. Um, this is one of the the most tangible ways that we be better allies because again. It's not just trans folks up against this bill, right? Or whose who's safety um, and humanity is, you know, right. being threatened. It's ours as well. Right. Yeah, like, just because they're coming for them don't mean they won't come for us. Yeah, because they actually, because they literally are. They're coming for both of us. And that's why I just need people to understand that, like, when you try to go after people, I want you to know that we have bigger, we, we will always have bigger fish to fry than worrying about other people and their identities right how they personally identify i we always have bigger fish to fry and this is the biggest the, this is the fish that we need to be filleting right now and y'all mm-hmm. are still, y'all are still on the inter- internet talking about um have 50 50 dates 
and why you don't consider trans women women and why people are while people are trying to literally literally erase your history Mm -hmm. if you're not a rich white man it's they coming for you and it is i know we always say that in little jokey jokes term but literally if they are if you are not a rich white man there is legislation happening right now in florida that would directly affect you there's something on the books i think i mentioned this in an episode a couple weeks ago where like if you get into like a car accident or something or like get hurt there's legislation right now that's being passed that says like your insurance provider doesn't have to pay for certain costs like things that you would just automatically assume would be covered like like those things are they are they are money hungry lord um, and I'm ready for Disney to, and Disney Disney World is talking about they about to pack their shit. Disney World who has been said there for a hundred years. They was like, we about to pack our bags and leave. How you gonna pack up a whole world? They said we packing up the theme parks and we're leaving. That's not official. I don't think they've made a judgment call, but they've made the they've made that threat publicly. Mm-hmm. I don't put it past them. I surely will. If anybody listen, I bet you they will pack that shit up and leave that big old gaping hole in Orlando, and I would holler. Well, we told you don't try us, right? I don't know where they're gonna go. I hope not to Texas, even though that's really the only place that has that's space about, for yeah. it. Yeah. I was just thinking that's I'm the only place it can go. Maybe if they did some real un like heinous shit, maybe Georgia. <laughs> if they did some real grind, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, where are you gonna put it? And don't you put it in like a Idaho or one of the Dakotas, because I'm not going up there. Right. right. You might as well just close all of it and let no, California no, be the only one. Nowhere where it's cold, please, my God. Just like anywhere, but anywhere but the north. Just somewhere I want to travel. <laughs> but also not Arizona, so that I can just die in the heat. That heat no, that's no, no. If they do that, like I said, you might as well just close it and let Disneyland become Disney World. Right. And Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. I, I really think the problem is just space. They need space and yeah. like they created governments or Disney World had their own governing body in Orlando. Right. You get arrested so, at Disney World, you get arrested by the Disney the Disney police force, the Disney fire department. That shit is hilarious. Look, I know Nevada will be like, hey, you can have Las Vegas for the adults and Vegas for the kids. Y'all could put it over here. You know that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Now, with, with some air conditioning and some creative pools, I might work. And you put Epcot right in between, like the kitty stuff in Vegas. Oh, bitch! You, you might have yourself. Now wait a minute. See, Disney, give me a call. I think we might have cracked the code. We might have cracked the code. We might have solved your problem. We okay. might have solved your Desantis problem Listen. in five minutes. That that shit would hit. Cause you could go to Disney one week and then go see, you know, Janet Jackson, right? Go to Usher residency and then get a what? Not even in one, all in one week. Monday we at the parks. Tuesday we at the Usher concert. Wednesday we back at the parks. (laughs) A Disney casino might hit. That sounds kind of fun. That that might be it. Do the Percy Jackson type. Do the the Percy Jackson uh, casino. Oh, wait a minute, Usher, stop. You done cracked the code. Like in the movie, when they had the little John at the, in the movie. I don't want no lotuses, though. I don't want no damn lotus. Don't y'all right. I'm going to be knocking shit. trays out of waiter's hands like, pow. 
actually, but, but think of it like a lotus, like the shot, every shot glass is like a lotus themed glass. It's no. a great idea. I just don't I want any. <laughs> I, know I know what y'all trying to do. I need I, to be able to leave. I want it. I, but I mean, because that's what casinos, I mean, in essence, like, like that that's how casinos were trying to do it. They wanted you to mm-hmm. never ever 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 leave and to lose track of time that's the whole point of casinos but you know what i i feel like i still wouldn't get stuck because after like a certain amount of hours i want to sit down yeah i do get bored. <laughs> so i don't care what's in these lotuses i'm like can we, can we lay down Look, as someone who has been to vegas a million and one times they is lotus air because i swear a week in vegas be like two months you'd be like i'm not it's not time to go home yet I'm having a great time, but oh my god, this is the longest day of my life. <laughs> my black womanhood will will keep me keep me safe because I be fatigued. <laughs> right, my my uh, social clock goes off after a while. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm alone. <laughs> I've been a black woman in public for too long. I gotta yeah. I gotta go back. I gotta go away for a little. I gotta bit. I gotta recharge. Right. Why y'all think Beyonce when we come out so so often? She hyper visible. She be like, I gotta I gotta rest. Oh, too many eyes on me. Let's go. Mm. Well, fuck Florida. Please keep your eyes, your hearts, and your wallets open as we figure out how we as a collective community are going to deal with this nonsense. But I think that's a great segue to talk about something so much happier, which is the queen of everything, Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Yes, so, said, yes, said, yes, said. Are you happy to be in Paris? Well, I'll tell you, she wasn't happy to be in fucking sweet, and i tell you that much. Okay, so for those of you who are not aware, which I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you are probably aware, but the Renaissance Tour has started. I am trying, I'm not breaking my neck for it, but I am certainly trying to avoid spoilers where I can. I want to scream as much as possible. I saw like 10 seconds of America has a problem and had to cut it off because I was about to pee myself in my car. And I just don't, I think I need to ease myself into the Renaissance content. I do. Um, It's just too much for my heart to handle. (laughs) But apparently the girls in Sweden did not feel the way, same way that that we do. So videos of the first two nights of the the show have been released and the crowd was kind of meh. Um, we got some old hits, which was very kind of her to do. I wasn't looking for that. Um, but we got a whole lot of Renaissance and a whole lot of great dancing costumes and just the show that we all knew that the queen was going to put on. But if you see videos, you can look at the hashtag on TikTok or Instagram. You'll see that the, is it Stockholm? I think. I think so. Yes. The Stockholm crowd was meh so how do we feel about this reaction and i guess like there's been some conversation about concert culture in that area of the world i know i have some thoughts but i'll let y'all go first because what i might say it might be a little salacious i mean i'm gonna say it how i think we said it before i'm sick of you people who bought tickets just to say you had tickets and you just want to sit and stare because in a couple of videos I seen, it was somebody's Meemaw in there, and y'all know damn well Meemaw do oh not listen to Beyonce. You know yes. damn well she does not care to be there with all these yes. damn people. So why why are you taking up space for people who you know people who actually want to be there who are actually going to be hype again? All I right. did a different country, different vibe, but and however, it's Beyonce. This probably going to be like the the last tool we get in the next like 
couple years before the farewell tour yeah like <laughs> yeah like i need you to come with the energy like i know y'all paid a cute little penny for them seats maybe not as us in america much as us in america but it wasn't free it, right so i know you could you my thing is okay you not the the, the hype i'm jumping about my seat you could at least sing the words and bop and you know move your shoulders a little Snap bit a finger tap your so toes hit a little you know shoulder lean in your seat get off just, your phone and just sitting there you're not even recording you just no, sitting i can you if you're recording it not even like a sway y'all not no, even like, gosh, they were sitting there like they was in church well, I, I, I saw the i saw the video and i remember saying to myself see I feel the same way. It's like I get that a lot of people just go to concerts just to say that they went to concerts, but this is Beyonce and this is Renaissance. You don't just do that. If for anything, it's like it's just mind you. Also, you're making other people who really want to enjoy the concert and be hyped. You're making the energy around them really stale and stink. Yes, and I get get like you know energy is different in, in every country, and that not everyone is going to be like super ooh ooh ah but like my thing is like i don't know just 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 to sit there and just to sit it's crazy it's crazy to me like that's almost kind of like just because it's their culture you came to see beyonce correct it's her culture now guys her culture and you you're not here to see your country's um brightest star right if i went to go to switzerland and i saw you know, I'm not going to attempt to name, to name a name, but where's Abba from? Are they from Are they Swiss? Swiss or Sweden? But like, but even Abba, Abba was like disco. So I'm gonna love. I'm gonna just do a little. I'm not gonna be like a a a because that's yeah. not really the Abba vibe. But and that's I'm, why I'm not trying to hear that because you can't tell me that they were sitting at the Abba concert like here you can dance exactly so good. Yeah. I don't to do and nobody was Not dancing and driving like was I'm, clapping a hand nothing because i feel like if it was david if it was david Bowie, if it was taylor swift if it was and i hate to go there if it was ed sheeran it would have been a totally different situation right. and r.i.p R. david um bowie i'm you know I'm still yeah. Yeah, and I'm if okay. i were to go see david i'm Oh, exactly. I'm like, I done seen all the Harry Styles concert footage. They was yes. going up for that man. I oh, truly do. So what I'm, if, what I'm saying I, is, if you're going to be in a culture of literally ballroom and dance, why are we sitting? To sit still, to sit stone faced during, during alien superstar should be a federal offense. And so my only like, okay, to to me to make sure that I. I'm not fearful that you all are zombies. I have to just tell myself that they are, it's a different culture. And that's the only way I could not drag these people through the mud. And y'all was coming in. And even if you wasn't, ooh, hold on. Sorry. I just got angry again. I got a hot flash under my headphones. (laughs) Because even if you are going to sit there stone faced, the attire, the wardrobe. Right, yeah. y'all, 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 I like y'all going to the park for a Sunday concert. This is Beyonce. Somebody came in a sweater vest and some boat shoes. Get out. Leave. Get out. Leave. 
just be ready for the American leg. And then Beyonce gonna throw her little subtle shade when she got to the next location. She be like, y'all was y'all been the best location so far. And she said it like three times in the show. And I hollered. <laughs> like that's oh, it. Yeah. She's only been to three places. She only had three. She said, oh yeah, y'all, y'all the best show so far. Yeah, girl, we know. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm saying Beyonce. the videos. <laughs> but I'm so excited to see the show now. Honey, honey, um, oh my God, honey Balenciago. Honey Balenciaga and Carlos Basquiat are on the fucking tour, y'all. It's not a drill. It's not a drill. And I'm going to scream. Ooh. Because if Carlos gives a hand performance, I'm I'm flipping the table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, I wonder if she's going to use certain uh, ballroom dancers from... In, like, all... Like, throughout the whole thing? Or is she going to kind of, like, switch them out as time goes by i hope so but also hope not i want i want to see everyone but still she normally keeps a pretty steady like core team of dancers so i think who we're seeing on the european tour will stay the same but i think for certain cities like she may bring out certain ballroom legends that's that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking so like let's say like i know honey i think it's from the west coast and so like at the la dates maybe you know they'll have some of the la yeah like come and do a little you know you know bouquet to pure honey or whatever Mm -hmm. oh my god what if honey has a solo there i'm gonna scream i'm I'm very excited it's gonna be very cute i'm so looking forward to this tour i'm and i'm i'm watching all the spoilers i don't care i'm i I'm going to watch it again when we get there. Like, it's the first time I've seen the show. Yep. And I'm wondering what hairstyle we're going to get this time. Because I remember, remember when we went to see On the Run 2, she had the magical ponytail. No, I mm-hmm. love the magic pony. I love the magic pony. She had the magic pony when we went to go see her last time. So I'm wondering. I want to. I want to. I want full vol- voluminous Beyonce. So I will. I would love a half up, half down moment. But. Um, either that or like full full B curls, just because I haven't seen that live before. Yeah, I'm like I want the full B curls live. That's what I really want this time. Like I want her signature with the like, wind. Yeah, wind. Yeah. <laughs> I just know, and also she's opening with dangerously in love. Ah, love it. Oh my god. But yeah, I can belt my little heart out. Love I just it. know, like. I was fighting back tears when I heard the beat drop for Alien Superstar through my phone. No, I'm, I'm actually going to ascend. Like, my body is just going to simply just rise. <laughs> I'm going to just make sure I have my inhaler and I'm taking deep breaths. I'm going to have to do some good stretching before I get into the venue because I just, I'm going to need to, Juliana, you're going to be sitting next to me. Like, you're going to have to calm me down because I'm just Girl, gonna... we both will have our inhaler. <sighs> so... Oh God. <laughs> as long as you don't pull a little mama and run up on the stage i think we'll be okay i can't promise you that <laughs> i can't promise you that i won't look if julius come get you then i don't know what to tell you girl you know honestly that's a win I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you saw the video where they were like where julius was like kind of like on the perimeter and they're like chill and beyonce looked at them like i am right here <laughs> i'm right here they're like oh my god julius and Beyonce was like, you, I know, she's probably thinking, she probably is used to hearing Beyonce, Beyonce. You hear, like, oh like, my God, Julius! Dude, Julius. She's looking right at y'all. Like, you're not even paying her no mind. I would have started begging up if I was her. I would have been like, for real? She, and then her and Julius looked at each other like, 
Julius looks so confused. Like, because he can be seeing an angel, but like Julius, I feel like I perceive him as real more. So like, like Beyonce, if I see Beyonce in person, like I'm a freeze. But if I see Julius, I might be like, oh my god, Julius, hey, like no, because if I feel, I feel like if I'm gonna see Julius, Beyonce is Beyonce is not far behind. <laughs> I feel like if Beyonce were like, to knock on my door see, right now and be like, Dana, let's talk, I can't. Like, I can't. Like if you want to see, like, Gabriel the angel be like, fear not. Like, <laughs> I am afraid. Which I always read that passage and he'd be like, calm down. Ah! No. <laughs> so, That's like, also like, if you see Julius. Like, when people be like, oh my God, the angels visited me and said, how did you not shit your pants? Right. Let me tell you, like, but that's also I think is funny because I'll be like, God, send me a sign. But a lot of times, unless you like knock on my door and be like, Dana, this is Jesus Christ himself, I'm not getting it. So Right, like send me a letter. Don't be sending me no visions and signs. I'm gonna get scared. Right. Can you call me? Like <laughs> No, don't do that. I don't want no random phone call. I'm like, hello, Jesus. Oh no. <laughs> not it. I don't know. You gotta call me like in, in the daytime at noon in a brightly lit area, maybe like a park where there are other people mm-hmm. around. Like the way you get to me is, is, is you come in the form of a nice old black lady. She taps you on the shoulder. Yeah. Hello, this is your sign. And then she walks away. <laughs> Whatever that Whitney Houston movie was where that man came. Oh, uh, the movie. preacher's wife. Yes. That's what I, I need mean. one of them. Yep. Right. Yeah. But don't they be like, he came to me in a dream because immediately I'm like, demons. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, I wouldn't even go that route. It'd be like, it came to me in a dream. My dreams be so all over the place. I'd be like, what was the message? I am anyway, Beyonce girl, we just ready for you to get to the States. We're gonna put on for you and then some. Um, all right, let's do we've been talking for a while here, and my phone died. Um, let's just very quickly talk about, um, you know, a descendant of, you know, the Beyonce lineage, um, and just give some love to Miss Halle Bailey, who has been on her press tour for The Little Mermaid, looking great, taking names, gave the live performance of Part of Your Worlds, eight down, um, and has been looking very cozy and cute, might I add, with her co-star Jonah, so very excited to see the movie and her dynamic with him. But one person who has not been a fan of that is Hallie's question mark, allegedly ex-boyfriend, DDG. DDG was at the US premiere of The Little Mermaid, but um, afterwards, after some of the hype that Hallie and her co-star Jonah have been receiving, um, he made some very salacious on his not-so-secret secret account um, on Twitter, where he allegedly said, that Jonah did not have the riz to take Hallie from him. Um, and since then, the internet has been a fire once again, um, just kindly urging Hallie to leave this man. Um, and it looks like some of that feedback may have stuck. Um, as of the time of recording, which is May 16th, Hallie is no longer following DDG on Instagram. And it looks like he is no longer following her. Some people are alleging that she may have blocked him. Um, and it looks like this relationship may be coming to a close. So how do we feel about this news, y'all? Bye, DVD. It's, it's... Honestly, hit the bricks, ABC. Like, for real. Because gun to my head, they be like, name a DDG song. Not even. Pick him out of a lineup. I 
I don't know who that is. I don't know who that young man, I don't know who that young man is. You know. Not unless he's standing next to Hallie. <laughs> exactly. Even then, I'd be like, who is that? Oh. I'm like, you know what? Poor little Dungeons and Dragons. Um, okay. First of all, D- he... That relationship always struck me as the like relationship like your little cousin has that you really don't approve of, but you're gonna let her just have her little fun. But like when I'm like, just please just like whatever you do, don't let that little nigga get you pregnant and just out of this unscathed, please. Yes. It's so crazy to watch somebody fumble the bag in real time. Like, cause I feel like she has given him every opportunity to get your shit together, launch your rap career again, and just be the stand-up gentleman to ride off into the sunset with me before I become a superstar. And at every turn, he's just been like, no. Right. A damn hater at every turn. Talking about, I ain't never seen the Little Mermaid before. (sighs) Young man, it's just, you know, and we're not saying that she needs to date somebody who's like non-black. We're just saying not this young man. Just somebody who appreciates her. Literally anybody else, Hallie. I think that young man who plays Fresh Princess seems like a very nice young man. Talk to him yeah. for a minute. Just go on a date or two. Yeah, I don't see them together. I don't know who who I see for her. But um, I think he see, he seems very nice. Seems very like a nice young man. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's somebody fine. with a little more, a little more, a little oomph. Yeah. You don't got oomph to him. I see because I feel like she's like my little cousin. I want her to have nobody with some oomph. I want clean, clean cut. He got clean cut oomph. Like he not like gang banging and nothing crazy. You know, like a um. And I don't really want her to date another musician. She needs to date somebody who's gonna let her be the superstar. Like somebody, maybe like an athlete, an athlete that's big in his sport, but not like a big sport, like. Who's who's a who's a big name in baseball right now? Like that's a good fit. I think she needs to date either that or like somebody who works in like a very lucrative like someone who who has a very very good job who makes a l- shit ton of money, but is like very much in the background. Who's like I just love my wife or I love my girlfriend yeah. and I go to work and I bought her a yacht because I love her so much isn't she so pretty and she's so smart amazing that's, that's what, what I mean like a like a like a big black young baseball player like yeah. not big in the sense like oh he's big but like big in baseball because it's like you're not famous famous being a superstar baseball player like people know you but like she needs like she needs a Sierra's equivalent to Russell because like yeah. do people know Russell sure <laughs> sure we knew Russell but we didn't know Russell. Yeah, I didn't know Russell. And then I'm it was like, like he's married uh, to Serena's husband. Yeah, I don't know what exactly he, what he does, owned, but I know he got he money. Owned, he founded Reddit, I believe. Yes, he, yes. Yeah. Which is like, now when Serena said that, I said say less. And she was not the first black woman he had dated. Yeah. So that is that is exactly what I'm like. Somebody who is known in their respective fields, who's respected in their field, is very attractive and will treat her like the queen she is and who is low-key. I don't want no more exes on Instagram and whatever talking about some, that's why his new bitch wore my clothes. Did you just call my little cousin a bitch? Yeah. And also, like, who are you should be honored. Right. You should be also on it. Oh my gosh, she wore my shirt. That's so cool. Like, another one. Name a Ruby Rose song. 
death. Right. If you put <laughs> also, pick her out of a lineup. So let me crazy. call my family. I think I I think I just figured out. I always heard the name, but I ne- never was invested to see what the girl looked like. Mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't tell you. I think I just found out like last week. And so when I found her face, I was like, oh, I've seen her face and I've seen her name, but never put the two, just on like Instagram or whatever, but never put the two together. And so when I was like, oh, that's Ruby Rose. Oh, okay. And that went on about my day because that's Ruby Rose, that lady who was on Orange is the New Black. That's what I thought. So apparently there's, yes, right. I'm like, what does Orange is the girl? It's because true. that's what because when they first said it, they was like Halle Bailey is beefing with Ruby Rose. I was like, for what? I'm like, first of all, you got like ten years on her. <laughs> Second of all, what? What? I was lost. <laughs> like what? And they was like rapper Ruby Rose. And so again, still not thinking that this could be another person. I'm like, oh, she rap. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, exactly. So, right, and I'm thinking the white Ruby Rose rest. I said, huh, okay. But then, no, it was a different. Now, I like white Ruby Rose enough where I was at least to be like, all right, let me hear you out. You know what I'm I said, that's what I was like, interesting. But she has, like, but she has like that edgy person. So I'm like, okay, I can see her going into a little bit of rap, but like, okay. <laughs> let me see what you got. <laughs> right. <laughs> see what happens when black people like you were too accepting i was like you know what you was acting your ass off orange is the new black so let me just off principle i gotta at least hear you spit (laughs) all right we are going to put a pin in it there that is it for what's trending and we will move on to something you need to hear uh jokes What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. Okay, y'all. And we are back with something y'all need to hear. So as graduation... um, graduations are coming um and going first of all congratulations to the class of 23 um, and whatever uh level degree you might have obtained whatever diploma you might have obtained congratulations you deserve it um which we're talking about we're going to talk about like kind of like navigating adulthood navigating life um and what we've learned since having to kind of be thrusted um, into life. Now, of course, I think that everybody in like their 20s, in any stage of the 20s, can let you know that we went through some weird shit with the pandemic. So we're going, we're, we're coming into this with a, we, we started our mid-20s in the pandemic. Like, so we're coming into this with a very much like, we went through some shit type of mindset. Yeah. Um, which I think is good. And I think that the pandemic definitely did shifted how we thought about just life in general and what to prioritize and what not to prioritize or what are, what energy needs to be shifted in different places or what things need to be changed. Um, but we want to talk, talk about some of the things that like, obviously like college just does not teach you everything, even about like your field. Like it just, yeah, you can't, you can't learn it all in four years and you can't, and there's so many nuances to life. Um, that you're not going to learn um, in whatever 
collegiate apprenticeship bubble that you were in, right? So even if it's like trade school, like you're just not going to learn it all until you like you really get out there. So we wanted to just talk about somehow some of the adult lifing things when it comes to like obviously like your career, but when it comes to like maybe even like just like romance life in general, things that you know just lifing honestly literally just lifing um so I don't think I'm because I you know this doesn't have to be structured this can just be a conversation um if you all have something that you like want to like start off with we can just like bounce off that yeah um one of the things that I wish I would have realized sooner in my 20s and I think the pandemic made that blatantly apparent and I've just started getting better with it is the importance of having a space or something outside of work and home um Mm -hmm. and so if you like know anybody who's into urban planning or like you follow any urban planners on tiktok i think that's become really big lately Mm -hmm. i think they call it the third space yep and how a lot of people don't have a third space and i think that's why like gym and gym culture has gotten so big over the past couple years because it's become a third space for people Mm -hmm. um and i didn't really get that and that importance of it until I didn't have one and then a couple months later I did have one mm-hmm. um and it's just really nice to have like a sense of identity um in that way and and specifically have it be something that you're not trying to like profit off of or that you have to you know turn into something like it's it's very important to have that um and if I would have realized that at 22 instead of like 26 or maybe I'll be nicer to myself, probably like 24, 25. Um, I would have had an easier transition out of college because I had so much of a third space in college. There were things that I did just because I liked to do them. And then as soon as I got into my working life, all of that was gone. And I think that's what made the transition from college to full-blown adulthood really, really hard. Yeah, I agree. And I know it's it's hard, uh, particularly when like you have like, limited income limited resources yes if you're not in a city like finding like the third space particularly before the pandemic was not prioritized like if you're working like long hours or again you just didn't have the resources every place was expensive you know bars were I mean people had happy hour but like if you're the kind of person who like you don't know if you really want to drink mm-hmm. as like your third space Finding a third space can be very, very hard. Um, what I would say is, um, and this is something, you know, to piggyback on that, not every hobby that you do has to be necessarily monetized. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be the thing that you do, right? Like I get wanting having side hustles and wanting to, you know, make money off of things that you're good at. Um, but some of the things you can that you do can just be sacred. So if let's say you didn't go into dancing as a profession, but you just really love to dance, take a, you know, take a dance class or take a, like someone like you're, you're going to that dance class every Thursday night or every Saturday morning to where not only are you, you know, doing something that you've always loved, but you're finding it with people who've, who's also love it. Or you, you find community, you find friends, um, in that, in that space. Um, and even if it's like once a week to where it's like $15 a week. 
you know, yeah. something like that. Um, if you can, I would definitely suggest doing it. Like, all right, you know, if you if your local bar is your third space, have it be your local bar to where people you the you know what the Cheers theme song where everybody knows your name. You know, don't you want to go where everybody knows your name? That's I think that's the whole third space feeling. You want to go to a place where you know that you're gonna you 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 know you're gonna have a good time you know you're gonna find community and camaraderie um but yeah even if it's something that you've done before as a kid that was your third space as a kid did you have a little nugget or um I know you were I I would say before my voice decides to go out I was gonna say just finding like like not abandoning your dreams like I know we all you know going once you graduate college, you're like, my major is XYZ, so I have to find a job in mm-hmm. XYZ field and stay in these parameters. And, like, for me, I definitely didn't do that, even though I went in thinking one way. But, like, I never let go of what the goal was. Like, I always wanted to work, like, be a child psychologist. Mm-hmm. I ain't going back for a PhD. That, that ship has sailed as of right now. Ain't doing it. But in all of the places I've worked, I have somehow found my way back to working with kids and working in a, not necessarily a therapist or being licensed or anything, but like in that same arena of like, mm-hmm. I can be of service to these kids. So even just like finding little things to keep you grounded and to keep you true to yourself, like you don't have to just abandon everything. Like, trust me, there is there is a field for everything. Even if you don't think it's there, it's there. You just gotta look mm-hmm. hard enough <laughs> Like, if you, your parents are pressuring you to go to medical school, but you really like finance, I am sure that there is a way to combine these two things. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a million and one things, a million and one positions, and depending on where you go, people might make one for you if they like you enough. So, that's my thing. Just Mm -hmm. trying to find those little happy nuggets, those little, you know, true to yourself moments in the midst of trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. one yeah. thing that I found really important is the pivot mm-hmm. it's like you just because you went to school for this one thing doesn't mean that you are confined to this one thing yeah. and if your heart and if your priorities have shifted it's okay to shift I have met women who were like super duper like career women and then was like you know what I want to be a stay-at-home mom now so they did the stay-at-home mom thing and then they went back to being like career-driven women and kind of like, and like went back and forth with different things. You can, and even people who like, who switch fields, I went to this field and then I did this and then I went back to school to do this. And then I did like the pivot is like, you're not bound just because of what you thought you were going to do. If your plans or your heart changes, it's okay to pivot. You know, you're not, we have one life to live. And you'd be surprised how many years can go by before you say, like, dang, I don't really like this, but I was just doing it because I thought that I had to do it because I have a degree in this or that's what people told me that I could do with this. Yeah. Versus exploring and, you know, just taking the time to figure out what you want to do. There's like, there's a be- there's beauty in the pivot. Exactly. And yeah. their trans- skills are transferable. Yes. Oh, just yes. because it, it is phrased one way in one field you could rephrase it and apply it somewhere else. <laughs> the when I look at my resume and I I look at the the essentially like yes different jobs but like 
the different careers I've had or the things that I've kind of like Frankenstein into what is now my career. And it's in, and really not a, a huge amount of time. I'm, it's been less than 10 years that I've been fully in the workforce. Um, you would be surprised like how many different experiences you can have and like how much a job that you may not think, you know, would do that would get you that. Like I went from being like a customer service representative at a bank. Those things don't, they don't correlate the way that you think they do, but you know, with a little bit of creative, creative writing and, and just absorbing what you can, um, you can do a lot. I think that also that both of you saying that also makes me think about like being okay with the, this is just for right now. Um, I think, especially for people who have like very creative ambitions for, their long-term goals. I think so much there's this idea of like the starving artist. And to me, that has just never resonated because one thing I'm gonna do is eat and be comfortable. And so all this, like I'm living on $10 a day. I moved to Los Angeles, New York, but no, I'm not doing that. But what I won't, and it may, it may take me a little bit longer. It may not be as much of a direct path, but like, you can't tell me that I'm not gonna meet those overarching kind of like, bigger creative goals that I have like there it's okay to take jobs and make decisions for your comfort um as opposed to kind of like sacrificing so you're living the dream like the the dream doesn't have to look like what everybody has said it has to look like and I think the other thing that makes me think about too is just there's no timeline there's no like expiration date on certain things like I think specifically for women there's a lot of pressure to like check certain boxes at certain time periods um in career and in life and there's something so freeing about your late 20s and I hope it gets better at 30 where you're just like I don't have to do none of that shit like I'm gonna just do this when I get to it um and I'm gonna get to it but it's gonna happen when I say it's gonna happen yeah and then I feel like that should like just in terms of life like I want people to really like comparison really is the thief of joy like you know, and that's in all aspects. Like, you don't know what anyone else's relationship looks like. You don't know what anyone else's marriage looks like. You don't know what anyone else's finances really look like. You don't know what anyone else's career or job or company really looks like until you're in that. Trust me, there are people who will tell you this company is so great. And then you get in there, you're like, oh, this is an actual shit show. It's trash. And so the biggest thing, like the one of the biggest things is like, do not do not do not compare yourself to other people particularly when it comes to social media particularly when it comes to like content creators particularly to people who are one like promoting something to make money because they're going to make it look as as best as they can mm-hmm. and two trying to sell you specifically specifically something like there's so many people who i know who have like first of all if you're a homeowner congratulations that's beautiful that is not everyone's goal though and not everyone wants to be a homeowner it's do i think home ownership has a wonderful wonderful benefits of course i guess but do i think everybody has to do it no if you you're the, if you're the kind of person, if you're the kind of person who like likes to travel a lot likes to bop around places I personally would never suggest you own a home. As somebody who like, and this, ooh, we could talk about this in depth another day, but like the thought of a pipe bursting in my house 
exactly. and not being able to call maintenance is so stressful that I don't, unless I like amass a very substantial amount of wealth, I really do not think I will ever purchase a home. The only way I would purchase a home, and, and I have been thinking about it, would be if, and I'll, I'll knock on wood and say when, when this like bougie black girls, black girl round table kind of develops, I have thought about purchasing a duplex so I could work out of one side of the home and live in the other and kind of let it pay for itself in that regard. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like for some reason, if that don't come to fruition or if I just decide that's not the best route to go, who's buying a house? I I only have ever wanted to buy a house if I had a family. Like if it was just me or just us and the dog, I we're not buying a house anytime soon that's all I'll put it there maybe one day but to me like I would tell people particularly in your early 20s invest now in what you have always valued mm-hmm. not and what other people tell you to value. not what other people tell you to value that's Ooh. the biggest thing we're crypto girlies now honey <laughs> invest in what you have always valued so if you've always valued technology Invest in technology. If you've always inve- invested in self-maintenance and your looks and everything, and, and you've always liked to be pretty, you've always liked to have your hair and your nails done in high school, or you've always aspired to, like, if you didn't have the money to do it then, you can do it now. That's the thing that you need to be investing in. Or if you've always wanted to travel, if you've always wanted to see the world, invest in travel, invest, you know, invest in getting a credit card that you can, you know, get unlimited mileage or, you know, or whatever on. Those are the things that you, or, or if you've always wanted to, I'm just trying to put something out there. If you always wanted to be a, a, a financial tycoon in, or a photographer, invest in the things that are going to bring you joy that you've always loved or that you have found yourself loving more than anything. An investment, that's a great point, Asha, because also like the, I, so like real serious moment here, like I got a lot of flack from like friends and from family for making certain decisions of like developing certain skills and investing in myself. But like sometimes like pouring money into yourself and your skill sets professionally and personally can be your investment. Like, yeah, yes, yes, you know, taking into consideration that like able-bodiedness and certain things are absolutely like not guaranteed from one day to the next. The ability that I have to like make money from different avenues if I chose to is, is, is solely because I made decisions to get certain experiences and certain certifications and things like that, that did I necessarily need them for my career right now? No, but having that skill set has drastically increase my earning potential like in lightning speed um and if it i'm trying to start making some more more conscious decisions and that's another point here making money is not everything so like sometimes you you can meet in the middle between like money and like work-life balance but if i did want to go out and make like you know two hundred thousand dollars a year right now like i could probably figure some shit out yeah, and I think that's I like to go to bed. So, you well, know. that's the important thing. Is like you know the stock market, all that stuff. It fluctuates. It's fake. It's fu- it fluctuates, and they be making them numbers up every day. Money is fake. I have too much. I've got too much. <laughs> got too much philosophical knowledge for me to like be in the stock market. Like I don't think I can handle that. 
And I think and some people can. And if that's what your what your 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 judge is, let that be your thing. That's another thing is knowing yourself. Like take the time to really get to know who you are. The ins and outs, the ugly, the dirty, the weird of you. And I think because when you learn about yourself more, there's the less bullshit you will intake. Agreed. I think when you know yourself, the good and the bad, you can. It's easier to apologize. It's easier to accept certain fates. It's not, and and when I say easier, it's not easy. It's easier. Yeah. Your road is a little bit clearer when you fully know who you are. And that takes time. Like, we don't always, we don't fully know who we are yet, but we have a better idea than some people who are trying to figure it out through other people. Once you, like, let me tell you something. When I stop comparing myself and, like, there are, like, opinions for the most part can only are only opinions are only opinions i also you know don't one thing is also don't tell everybody everybody about your business everybody don't need to know about what's going on that part people don't need to know what's going on about your job about your finances for for the love of god some of y'all be saying stuff on social media that i you would have to waterboard me for the fbi couldn't get it out of me. Some of y'all be giving way too much information to people who really do not have your best interest at heart. Um, and there are certain things you need to figure out how to keep in and figure it out and when to tell people about it. Now, if you need help, if you want to vent, if in terms of mental health, tell your friends, you know, vent, go to your therapist. Right. But there are certain things that like, you know, you don't need to be telling social media about everything about your finances. Like, Oh, I went through this and went through that. Everybody don't need to know that. Everyone does not need to know that. And that's, I think, a biggest thing like people will people remember and throw that shit in your face. And that, I mean, and it doesn't matter, but it's like it makes life a lot easier when you are when they're, when you learn what to share and what not to. Yeah. And just grounding yourself in the reality of it's 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 not even like some people feel like i think they have to share and when you realize that you don't then life gets easier like you don't you don't owe anybody and there are very few people in this world that you owe information right and um i i learned that pretty fast but at the same time like there's certain things i'm like i didn't have to tell that person that like that could have stayed in the vault or like on social media like that I look at people I'm like why did you tell the world that like you didn't have to tell everybody that um yeah um I think for me like I've just been very private about especially since I've moved like with the exception of you two like my my dating and kind of how that has gone off recording I will tell you who has said this but I've had people make comments to me like Oh, like Dana, I just, I, I don't, I don't even actually see you dating anybody. Like, I don't understand, like you wouldn't be dating anybody. And I'm just like, why would you think that? Like, it's just, but it's because it's, I've made a habit of not telling people things. And so in situations like that, that's just one example. But like when people say things like that to you or when people have certain perceptions of you, you feel the need to share, to like prove them wrong. Um, and finding the courage to kind of fight against that I think allows you to have a little bit more peace because regardless of whether I was sharing every detail of everybody I ever went out with and vice versa, like people would still have opinions. Exactly. Um, yeah. So like you, you want to think what you want to think, honey. Um, you and know, to, 
and I want to transition into that relationship piece because I feel like me and Jelena do a very I like the way me and Jelena handle our relationships in terms of social media this is him you know y'all know who he is all right bye like we don't write long ass paragraphs I think one because we're old and two but we but Jelena has never done this like she don't they don't be writing long ass paragraphs what because thank god for that that's the reason why we've been able to maintain a friendship i would lick the dirt off the ground for you i hate because that shit. for me personally and he kind of feels the same way all of that stuff is for other people yeah you know, i can tell you all them same things in the comfort of our own home or wherever text message mm-hmm. whatever birthday card i don't need everyone in the world to know like we together that's enough like you should know that right. i love this person and it's been this long wrap it up like i do not need to post you every five seconds to remind everyone that we are still together or write a fucking novel right under a pay under a post for other people to see like what because all y'all gonna be like oh my god oh you're my favorite couple and then be in his dm no no and for me personally even when you don't put like dana say people will fill in the blanks even if you don't tell them anything right i have had people say crazy things about how they perceive my relationship and i just be like where did you get any indication that that is what is going on on? like but i'm not telling you nothing so you fill in the blanks so i'm like either way you gonna say something either way you gonna have an opinion good or bad i'll come to you if i'm really like going insane about whatever it may be (laughs) and i'm not saying that you don't you can't post your significant other but what i'm saying but what we're saying is that like there's certain things that you just like hmm it's the intention behind it why why are you doing it there's a difference between like ooh, like this is this is really key like there's a difference between i think in relationships and in other places between like privacy and secrets yes and so make sure that you and your relationship is not a secret but like privacy is fine like it's because to me like and and anybody who follows us on social media who follows us as individuals or like as an entity on any social media now or as it develops i want you to know that you're getting the highlights real like when shit's going on when i'm doing something when i'm cooking a meal you seeing the best of the best i'm not giving y'all my l's like yeah hey, sorry um, let me see the l's why why, no. why? this is first of all this is my page if i want to post the highlights and the fun stuff i can why would i want to post the 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 first of all i'm not the kind of person that's seeking that out from other people first of all exactly. i'm not on a page looking for the for when people be posting like oh this is what happened my baby mama da, da, da. I be cringe as hell. I be tuned in because it's drama, but I, it be crazy. I enjoy all the bullshit that y'all share on social media, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it won't be. It won't me. be me, no. Okay, and it's like you can be authentic without telling people all your bullshit. Like I'm, yeah. I feel like we are very authentic. Some of the things, especially like with the the content. Um, and I think just because of the nature of of how far I live from you guys, it's been mostly me, but like the content that I like create and post on our TikTok is very much like I had time today. My apartment looks cute. I made this one little mm-hmm. recipe. I done made it about five times before I posted it here and it looks great. Like that's what we're going to do. Um, 
So like everything else, like we're just, we're not doing that. Like y'all don't need to see me in my house fumbling and bumbling, looking like Rumpelstiltskin. Like I'm just not doing that. Um, so yeah, all in all, I just feel like, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't owe anybody like, you know, my failures. Like I'm, if I look ragamuffin, if I don't feel like sharing my lows, that's fine. I think we can acknowledge the fact that they exist. And I think we do try to, to be transparent about the fact that they do exist. But I think we as adults and, and now living in this digital age need to be cognizant of the fact that like social media and the internet is curated and you just need to go into whatever you are viewing and use your critical thinking skills to know that um, and not let it be such a, a benchmark of your life. Just the way we kind of talk about TV is not real. We need to start thinking about the internet and social media in the same way. Like this is not real, even if they're people that we actually know. And even if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, like, this is very real. I just feel as though like, I personally would give my lows after I've, I've already uh, conquered them personally. Like I can be like, yeah, I went through this, but I came back on the other side. Yeah. And I might give, and I might not even give you everything. Just know I went through some shit. Period. That's what I'm even thinking about. I'm like, there's some things that I've been through that, like, yes, I'm on the other side of it. Yes, I'm sure it would be a great testimony if I chose to share it, but I won't be. Right. Like, that's a, I, I went through some shit. Period. That mm-hmm. is the long and the short of what y'all are gonna figure out. Exactly. I'd have had some trials and tribulations. Right. And if you okay. know, you know. And if you know, you know. That's all Princess Tiana gave us. She didn't give us all the nitty. She said you know, trials and tribulations. I've had my share. I've had my share. Period. <laughs> and that's but all. I am almost there. That I'm is there. all she gave y'all. Okay? Because when you really think about it, we don't know shit about Tiana. And that's how she likes to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know, I want a restaurant. My daddy passed away. He made good gumbo. And so do I. Do we know how he passed away? No. No. Nope. Exactly how much money she made? Nope. No. Do we we, know don't, we don't even know how much that, that building cost. Nope. Because a black woman keep that shit tight knit. You're on a need to know basis. So, yeah. All of that I think is really solid advice, y'all. Just, your 20s are hard, but you know, just. Yes, give yourself grace. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Make it up. That's the biggest thing. Give yourself grace. Life, you're going to make so many mistakes. That's the other thing. You, life, don't have, there's no playbook. You're going to make so many mistakes. You're going to be making so many mistakes. Particularly with your finances. We didn't talk about that a lot, but ooh. But yes, there are going to be times where you're like, I spent way more money than I needed to. Or like, if someone would have told me this, I would have saved this much money. Okay. You can financial guru YouTube your way to the ground you still right. gonna fuck up you're still gonna you're still gonna mess up you're okay. still you're still gonna feel way more money than you need to you're gonna fuck up your credit a little bit it's you're okay right. it's gonna be okay okay just just you know bear with it bear yeah. with it monumentally yeah you, you can get it back you can bounce back right throw up cry, but, throw up cry do what you need to do you know if you drop a couple points it's gonna happen yeah right. it's inevitable ah all right, I was I got a little swipe happy in Target this month. That's on me. Yes, right. I lost I my goddamn mind in Zara. Ooh, okay, it happened, honey. It, I was doing some some spring summertime shopping, and I looked up and said, "What's the total?" 
But I looked at the things. I said, nah, I need every single one of these things. Just, 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 just tap the car. Just and sometimes you're going to have to do that trade-off for, like, your happiness. And to, it's very, ex- another conversation for another day. We always say this, but very expensive to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, given your income, you're just going to have to take that ill. Okay? Let me tell you something. If I ain't learned nothing... Sometimes peace costs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes peace is a tangible coin. There are some things that you simply, there's some conveniences that you simply are going to want to have. Sometimes peace of mind, even if it's moving at your parents' house to where you are stretched a little bit further. Sometimes peace costs y'all, and sometimes you just gotta you gotta pay that bill. Sometimes you gotta move across the country for peace. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it's a lot of things I hate about Florida, and I miss my friends down. But one thing it is in my apartment here is quiet <laughs> and paid in full. That's what I miss. I cannot wait to get back to that. Just. Ooh. Now, granted, I am moving with a per- with a, with a person, a dog. Yeah, but but, I, but you know, but it was a sacrifice. I had to give up. Honestly, I had to give up a lot of my social life to be able to move somewhere where I could afford right. to do it. Like yeah. if I had stayed in in the Northeast, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, all good stuff, y'all. Anything else? Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that this. You know, connected with someone. I think so. We be helping. Amen. Well, I mean, y'all listening to this shit, so I hope so. Um, <laughs> take... This is a work, this is an investment in a work in progress itself. We are giving our right. very much. Yeah. Progress, you know, so thank you for riding with us and growing with us, honey. It ain't free to produce this show, okay? It's not it's not crazy expensive, but you know, I, we do drop some change on this. So, you know, invest in things that make you happy and are, are going towards your long term term goals and, and and feed your soul in other ways. Love that. All right. Well, with all that being said, we will take one more short break and move on to our last segment. What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at The Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out thebougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by The Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. All right. We are back with our last segment, Ask Black Girl Roundtable. So as always, if you have a question or something you want us to answer or talk about, you can DM us or email us at askbgr at thebougieblackgirls.com. So as usual, we are doing an Am I the Asshole? So this week, Am I the Asshole for telling my roommate that I'm not responsible for her boyfriend's allergies? And please excuse me if I sound kind of crazy. I am sick, guys. So, 
I, 19 female, have a roommate, Kayla, also 19. We have been roommates for almost one year. We have always had this shared refrigerator situation going on where we alternate every week or two on who buys the groceries, cleaning supplies, etc. But we don't cook for each other. That is very important to the story. <clears throat> well, six months ago, Kayla got a boyfriend, Caleb, who has been spending a lot of time in our apartment. He would leave his mess every everywhere and when i say everywhere i really mean it he would leave his clothes on the bathroom floor the living room floor but the biggest issue was he would eat everything even the things that were strictly mine such as leftovers takeout or dinners that i cooked for myself <laughs> right i've talked with my roommate about this multiple times and she says she would talk to him but it doesn't really seem like she even tries to talk to him which seems like she is enabling him to continue this behavior Here's where the incident happened. Two nights ago, I made myself some dinner. I was following this recipe and I was making fried chicken that had some sort of sauce that contained honey in it, which is also very important to the story. <laughs> Neither I nor my roommate has any sort of allergy, so I didn't say anything to her when I made it or when I put my, my leftovers in Tupperware and in the fridge. Well, yesterday, I got back home from work and my roommate wasn't home. I didn't question it and moved on with my day. A few hours later, I heard the I heard the front door and a few moments later, my roommate enters my room and just starts yelling at me, saying I could have killed her boyfriend and how I am irresponsible and how dare I put my food in the fridge unlabeled when her boyfriend is allergic to honey. But here's the thing. I didn't know he was allergic to honey. Here's where I think I might be the asshole. I tried explaining to her that I simply didn't know of her boyfriend's allergy and he should have never been touching my food knowing he has an allergy and could potentially put himself in harm's way, which he did in this situation. I also mentioned that I told her to tell him not to touch my food and she blew up on me even more, saying that I'm dismiss dismissing her feelings and I mentioned that she's been dismissing mine ever since he got here. We ended the argument with me yelling at her that I'm not responsible for his allergies and she should have never brought him around the apartment. I told my friend about what happened and she told me that even though he was in the wrong for basically stealing my food, I should have never said that to my roommate because she was in a stressful situation where a loved one could have died. Now I feel bad and I think I might have been wrong. So am I the asshole? You're not the asshole enough. Let me tell you something. Don't, I would have been sprinkling honey everywhere in that damn I house. Say, don't, don't tell me because I'm going to have I'm going to find every honey recipe I could possibly have. I'm making, I'm making tea every morning, first of all. All my meals, I'm having honey salmon every day. I'm walking honey around glaze. in a fucking Winnie the Pooh shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And honeycomb drip. Honeycomb just letting it drip. To stir. Well, hello, Kayla. And everything, okay? And every time I walk in the door, I'm gonna be like, hey, honey. Because my thing is, as someone, I'm spiking every, I'm, first of all, everything that I buy gonna have it's a little right. piece of honey in it. Just a, just a drizzle. 
just a drizzle of honey in it to remind you you are never safe around me listen what and, and you want me to label it so bad i'm gonna go get some custom printed labels and i'm gonna put like contains honey on the fucking like sriracha like yeah, i'm putting that shit on everything because i told you to tell that motherfucker to stop touching my shit because as someone with an allergy i am so cautious of like everything that i eat to make sure that i'm not going to go into have allergic reaction so i'm definitely not eating someone's food that i don't know a i don't know what she'd be doing when she cook first of yeah. all ew. right second of all why are you eating people's food that's not yours like you deserved it you deserved every bit of this oh, allergic reaction right. you had. it's one thing to be like oh i drank the juice i didn't know who it belonged to i ate i ate some of the cereal you know unprepared but you ate i would never you ate my leftovers my leftovers i now i understand if there's certain things like containers of like cranberry juice lemonade I don't think you need to ask my permission to have like a glass of lemonade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't finish like all of it and don't replace it. Like replace it. But like if you want like a piece of my cranberry juice, you don't gotta come into my room and ask me for no cranberry juice. Actually it's gonna like just drink some of the cranberry juice. Right. Or even if it's like pizza, you want a slice of the pizza that's in there, go ahead. If like, it's a whole pizza, yeah. Yeah, if it's a whole pizza, or if it's like if you if I have a big ass bag of chips that like I've already opened and blah blah blah, and you wanna open and you want some chips. Go on and take some chips. I'm not about to, but if I have leftovers and they don't cook for each other, like they don't share meals, so yeah, it wasn't even yeah. like and, and this was and everyone's food. We just these are the that? groceries, replace the groceries. <clears throat> yes, right. But if I cook something and prepare something, if I look into my container and see my honey glazed salmon bitten into. I'm going to have a problem. And that's nothing worse than that. Like, you've been thinking about this food all day. You get home, and this nigga who don't even live here ate it. I mean, it's one thing if my roommate ate it, but you don't even belong here. I'm still irked, but, like, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient with it. Like, honestly, like, even when I'm, like, dating somebody, I have an attitude if you eat my food. Yeah, exactly. That is a full-blown argument have transpired because, like, don't. Eat my Don't shit. Like, you knew I was without, here, bitch. Without asking. Like, it's just, yeah. you don't do that. So if I wouldn't do that, like, why would your nigga who I don't know do that? And who I have told you several times to please stop telling him to eat my food. Yeah. At that point, I warned you all, not even knowing that he had a, a, a honey allergy. Like, oh, he could have died. Yeah. He yeah. should have been more cautious. The hell? He should be more cautious. Don't eat random shit that you don't know when you have an allergy. I don't eat random shit that I don't know anymore because I found out that I have an allergy. If it is some kind of green sauce, I simply do not eat it. I've never eaten it before. I just don't do it because I could have an allergic reaction to it. So, no. Everyone knows if you have an allergy, you ask 72 questions before mm-hmm. you bite anything. Nonetheless, take some food that's not yours. Yep. I don't know why you would do that. He could have died. You you shouldn't have said that. He died on his own. I didn't force him. He could have died, and my reality is still that. He shouldn't have ate my food. Because in a court of law, let me tell you who's not getting arrested or fined. Right, not me. Facts are facts. When they look look at the case, they're going to be like, Oh, I guess he really shouldn't have eaten it, huh? 
And furthermore, even outside of the food situation, you not finna come in my room and yell at me because your nigga is stupid. That's what we're not. That's what we're not going to do. Okay. So you telling me this motherfucker did some dumb shit and now I got to get yelled at about it? I should have known about your boyfriend's allergy that none of you told me about. And my thing is, and now, like, even if it's not my fault, that's still something I'm going to feel very, very weird about. Exactly. And so, like, and, and like, not guilty, but, like, damn, like, that nigga ate my food and died. Like, that's very jarring. It's crazy. Regardless. And so, like, if you're looking for, like, a solution, the only solution I would offer you is maybe... As long as it's not going to cut into like your finances, I would maybe start looking at buying separate groceries from your roommate and separating them all together. And that way, if he does die, it's on his own accord. Um, Because my issue would also just be with like, you're not going to be blaming me because you don't know how to handle your 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 people and people in your lives. So now we're going to have very clear lines between your shit and my shit. And I would get like hot pink Tupperware. Don't eat shit in the hot pink Tupperware. Tupperware labels and maybe even yep. a mini fridge to put my own stuff in because mm-hmm. or my thing is maybe you'll maybe you label I don't feel like I need to do extra work I'm sorry you're I right. I don't know yeah, you're I right do extra work for something that you have a problem with if That's true I'm not the one with the allergy and I'm not the one that eats other people's containers so for me if you young lady would like to I'm thinking lady like I'm an old person <laughs> you roommate would like to label yourself like this is the food that me and my boyfriend can eat by all means so if it's not labeled you know you cannot have it because i don't feel like i need to do extra work getting sharpies and stuff and like stuff like that to to maintain your shit sorry and we're not talking about how you're the victim in this situation like yes you had an allergic reaction but he ate your chicken he ate it he ate your food and that is the real problem here you ate ate my chicken you ate her food that's not yours you've been leaving a mess in the house that is not yours and honey chicken is fire so because my thing is even if you if i knew he had the allergy you still was supposed to eat my food so like he could have had his allergy card taped up to the fridge it was my chicken it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. You are not supposed to be eating my food. So you will stop. None of this would have happened if you didn't touch my your stuff. fault for eating my food and your girlfriend's fault for not telling you to stop eating my food. Exactly. I so, should have put a laxative in it. Oh, honey. Right. And oh, that's what I'm saying. Everything have a little bit of honey in it. Everything's going to have a little bit of honey in it. So, listen. I'm all for the pettiness, especially as it comes to food. Ugh, that is fucking jokes. Great way to end this episode. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. I think that is a great place for us to wrap it up for today. Um, if you are not subscribed to the podcast at this point, child, what are you doing? Subscribe. Make sure you are doing that so you're not missing any updates. Um, also, please leave us a rating wherever you are listening. It really, really helps us out. I see some ratings coming in on Spotify as well as on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you guys. It really does make a difference. Thank you so much. We love you for it. I know. We love you. Spotify also has a commenting feature now. So if you're listening there, um, you have an opportunity to give us some feedback. Thank you to one of our listeners who um, made the request for us to start putting the full episode descriptions back into the, um, the comments feature, I guess is what it's called. I see you. I acknowledge you starting this episode. They will be back. Got you. 
Um, what else? Follow us on social media at Beach Black Girls, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Peace.